Hi, Sugar Booger. Hey, what's up? Nothing. How are you? I'm fantastic now because do you know what this is? Day one of Spooktober, bitch. Ooh, and we got some spooky shit ready. Yeah, we are feeling moderately spooky. We are revved up and ready to go. Today's not going to be as spooky. Today, we knew we wanted to do this, like, soon, uh, because it is time sensitive. But Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) we, collectively, as a group, forgot that... (laughs) Today is technically the start of Spooktober because it's every Tuesday and Thursday. And yes, the first is on a Thursday. So, uh, yeah. I would like to point out just because Haley always has her shit together on this podcast. I am the one who realized. Yep. But only because I was updating my calendar to play Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And I saw there was nothing on October 1st. And I was like, oh, October 1st falls on a Thursday. That's so weird. And then I was like, oh, October 1st falls on a Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) At which point I then messaged you and was like, hey, so here's the thing. Do you have anything planned? And my reaction was, ugh. (laughs) Yeah, it was something to that effect. Mine was just, god damn it. Yeah. So basically, as you can see from the title of the episode, we are just going to be talking about some recent things that have happened in the true crime world because like this past like quarantine like these past couple months have been just full of updates on cases we've talked about Mm -hmm. big cases in the true crime world that we haven't gotten to yet but will soon Mm -hmm. and uh we just wanted to be your um true crime front page news of the day hell yeah some of these things you'll probably already know about. Some Most of these of them, things. But. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. But shut up. It's our show. So. <laughs> not, not all news hits all ears. So. True. True. Uh, there were yeah. certain things that I did not hear about that are included in this. Granted, I've been avoiding the news like the plague for the past, I don't know, three months, four months. And avoiding it like the plague closer, is not a good phrase oh, anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. Avoiding it like COVID. <laughs> Oh. Better? <sighs> no. <laughs> new plague. New year, new plague. No. No new plagues. <laughs> One plague in a lifetime, I think, is just totally fine with me. I mean, you would think so, but somebody's grandma out there survived the Spanish flu, so... She's sitting there like, this shit again, in a rocking chair with her knitting. Yeah, but also, see, I call bullshit on that because she was too young to really understand what the first flu was, and now she's too old to uh, understand be... what the fir- what the next flu is. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and for it to be a hindrance to their life. So I'm not so sure about I'm that. I'm going to say that that person kill is an luckiest. elderly person, straight up. Yeah, but if you They're got your risk. fucking, if you got your fucking wits about you. <laughs> Come on, old people, get it together. To be fair, old people, I don't have my wits about me either, and I'm easily a quarter of your age, so. Yeah. It's fine. Anyway, cool, it's uh, chill, it's fine. let's dive in Hop with probably it. the thing that has plastered most of people's um, news feeds yes. in the past um, ever. Yeah. <laughs> um. Joe D'Angelo was finally sentenced. 
Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got a little bit of information from a article in the New York Times that was dated August 21st. And it says, in a dramatic moment in Sacramento Superior Court, Mr. D'Angelo rose from his wheelchair, removed his mask, and briefly addressed his victims and their relatives in a slow, halting voice. Yeah, fuck off. I have listened to all of your statements, each one of them, and I am truly sorry to everyone I have hurt. End quote. Um, He said that in a Sacramento State University ballroom where the court session was held to accommodate a large number of victims and allow for social distancing... He then went on to say, quote, thank you, your honor, end quote. Mr. D'Angelo was sentenced to 11 consecutive life terms without the possibility Mm -hmm. of parole for 13 murders in addition to an additional consecutive life term for 13 kidnappings, plus another eight years for a weapons charge. Which, like, I love because he's in his 70s. Yeah. And he's been given... 11 technically 12 life sentences like girl yeah i don't think i don't think he's making it through that one i think we 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 talked about this with uh chris watts too that Mm -hmm. i don't think he's outliving his life sentences nope but throw the book at him yeah um judge michael g bauman said that the sentence was the maximum the court could impose and meant that mr d'angelo would spend the rest of his life and quote ultimately his death end quote behind the walls of the state penitentiary hell yeah quote the defendant uh, deserves no mercy end quote uh, nope. the judge said to applause from the courtroom Addressing Hell Mr. D'Angelo, yeah. <laughs> Judge Bauman said he was moved by the courage, grace, and strength of the victims, uh, saying, quote, qualities you clearly lack, and Truly, truly. I watched parts of the live stream of this, like, when, yeah. it, when they put it on Facebook, and when I tell you, the judge just kept... Hey. Michael fixed it. It's all right. We can leave can that. Can you turn in. on the vent fan, please, so that I don't... Oh, oh this is real-time podcasting, people. Michael's dipped My in. newly shorn boyfriend is shoving his face in the camera. Oh, don't rub it on my face. His head, not something else. Um, you guys may live in California, in Southern California, but he looks like a lumberjack. He always looks like a lumberjack. It's just who he is. Yeah. Um... Anyway, no, the fires have not spread to Caitlin's apartment. Yes, we're going. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. You didn't tell me. Fantastic. I hope that picked up. Content. Content. Beautiful content. Elliot, cut this part out. No. (laughs) Now it's just not going. Where was Um, I before? uh, No, I'm just saying the, um, the, the smoke has not reached your area of living, has it? Oh, yes, it did. It's just starting to clear. Well, no, I mean the fires. The smoke, I know, the, the smoke fires, reached here. The fires were up to 10 miles away, but then they started moving further away from us, but really strong winds made it so that at any moment they could pick up an ember, carry it as much as 20 miles, and set fucking everything out. Yeah. That's but a different true crime update. Okay now. Yeah, that's a different true crime update. Don't have a gender reveal, please. No, um, we've talked about this. Uh, you were talking about the uh, live stream yeah. of the, uh, the victims. Yeah, and I don't remember what I was going to say about the live stream now that this devolved. 
but I watched it and something okay. happened on it that I felt necessary to bring up, but I don't remember. Real time. The victims were talking. What that is. Strength and grace and courage of victims. Yeah, which he really, he, he oh, God damn. What was it? Oh, well, somebody's yelling it at me. Somebody knows what I was going to say and just they're unsubscribing Guys, as we speak. It's the beginning of Spooktober. You know, we're a little rusty doing two episodes a week. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, sure. Sure we will. Anyway, the judge uh, went on to say, quote, a person who commits monstrous acts, they need to be locked away where they can never harm another innocent person. End quote. Yes? I'm raising my hand. I remembered what I was going to say. It doesn't add it. any value to this discussion. Oh, there's no value in this discussion, so go ahead. <laughs> just that I did watch bits and pieces of it, and all of the ones I watched... The judge just kept fucking dunking on Jody Angelo, and it was one of the best things I had seen. Like to the point where I was like, "Oh, I've got a meeting. I have to turn this off." But I really don't want to. I want to see yeah. him continue. Just oh my god, so great! It's like the guy would have jumped over the stand and like just strangled him if he could. Yeah. No. Honestly, and I think part of it was that. I think part of it was because as as much as Joe D'Angelo, like we talked about this with Chris Watts, he said all the right things, but there was no remorse, no emotion behind it. It was yeah. all very sociopathic. He didn't react once when people cried on the stand talking about their experience or their loved one's experiences. Like yeah. he didn't react whatsoever. So for him to say this, not only is it like insulting and I can understand the judge reacting from that point, but based on what we know about the Golden State Killer, what we know about D'Angelo and his M.O., he hates being, like, mocked or yes. Yes. being, like... We'll get to it when we get to the actual... Quite literally dunked on. Yeah. But I, I just... Oh, God. It, like, that's what made it so beautiful to watch, was that yeah. he, he is doing nothing to react and so then he also has to stick with that and the judge is making it super hard and god bless god fucking bless yeah that man well the prosecutor said that mr d'angelo admitted committing crimes against 87 victims at 53 separate crime scenes between 1975 and 1986 the final accounting of his crime spree included nearly 50 rapes that could not be charged in court because of the statute of limitations prosecutor said hmm. i don't know Which, why i hmmed. i know this but there, i don't know like it just it's so a statute like, of limitations on like such a horrendous crime is it sounds crazy yeah that's what it is it's like this is a different scenario this is not yeah. the norm like no there shouldn't be a statute of limitations on anything like this in general like but, it's, it's so crazy that like let's say a statute of limitations was like five years so five years you could throw the book at the person but five years and six days yeah all of a sudden it you can't touch them like mm -mm. doesn't make it's sense. crazy yeah that don't make no sense anyway uh what is uh one of your updates so my next update is similarly to a trial and a trial the scott peterson death sentence which oh, for those who lordy. haven't heard 
hold on to your rage because TLDR, it got overturned. His, his sentence, like he was convicted. His conviction was not overturned. It's just his death sentence. And like some background. So last year, California Governor Gavin Newsom issued a moratorium on all prison executions while he was in office, which like, okay, good on you, dude. Like, sure, go, go for it. But basically, Scott Peterson and his team took that and fucking ran with it. Mm -hmm. So then fast forward to last June or not last June, this past June. It feels like last June, Um, June 2nd, 2020. The California Supreme Court heard an argument on Scott Peterson's appeal and like they heard it from the prosecutors. They heard it from from his defense team, who's for for God knows what reasons still going. Well, I Um, mean, if you're hired, sometimes you got to do it. Yeah, but uh, we'll get into it. Like, first of all, I believe if I remember correctly, his lawyer's name is Cliff. I, I don't like that name. Well, that, sorry if you're listening and you're a cliff or you know and happen to love a cliff. I'm sure they're lovely, but like it just Everyone's perpetuates got a couple names the, that the are asshole just like, stereotype. No. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but so he, he's, he's a cliff through and through in mm. this particular situation. But I will. So basically, the defense said that prospective jurors were not excused properly. Yeah. And then <laughs> the prosecution came back and I did find that this quote was A+. Plus. They said that the Supreme Court should like overturn the verdict if they o- only if they found that this was true that mm-hmm. a juror was dismissed. And they also said, quote, there was no credible claim that any of the 12 jurors who decided Peterson's fate were unfair or partial, end quote. So basically, like, even if these people were dismissed, all of them felt he deserved the death penalty. It's not like it was, like, planted in their little heads. Yeah. So with that in mind, the California Supreme Court ruled on august 24th in a seven to zero vote to overturn peterson's death penalty based on judicial error Mm. and according to film daily judge al delucci who has since passed away wrongly excluded 13 potential jurors and the written court ruling on the death penalty sentence was quote Peterson contends his trial was flawed for multiple reasons, beginning with the unusual amount of pretrial publicity that surrounded the case. We reject Peterson's claim that he received an unfair trial as to guilt and thus affirm his convictions for murder, end quote. So we got some progress there that like they were like, yeah, just because everybody was like, oh, yeah, he guilty does not mean that you're not guilty. Yeah. And um, like O.J. Simpson. Hello. Um then they went on to note that, quote, the trial court made a series of clear and significant errors in jury selection that, under longstanding United States Supreme Court precedents, pre- precedent, undermined Peterson's right to an impartial jury at the penalty phase, even though the jurors gave no indication that their views would prevent them from following the law, end quote. Mm-hmm. So basically, they were just like, for, for those who I, I can translate. I speak a little legalese. 
Um, basically, even though the jury was probably impartial, the judge went out of his way to make sure that they were impartial, but also supported the death penalty. <laughs> yeah. Which I can't say I blame him, but I'm also not a judge, so maybe that's for the best. Uh, but then Justice Leandra Kruger explained that according to Supreme Court ruling since 1968, quote, jurors may not be excused merely for opposition to the death penalty, but only for views rendering them unable to fairly consider imposing that penalty in accordance with their oath. This is the meaning of the guarantee of an impartial jury, end quote. So, okay, it makes sense. And again, um, Judge, Judge um, DeLucci is no longer with us so mm-hmm. he wasn't even able to come back and be like well no there were other reasons but yeah at this point what can you do yeah then there's cliff oh cliff cliff gardner i wonder if he's white um so he is scott peterson's appellate attorney And he said in a written statement, quote, we are grateful for the California Supreme Court's unanimous recognition that if the state wishes to put someone to death, it must proceed to trial only with a fairly selected jury. All right. Like, Mm. all right. But then he also said, quote, you've got three experienced prosecutors who either knew the law or they didn't know the law. I find either explanation puzzling. I find either explanation unsatisfactory. Hmm. I find that you should fuck off, Cliff. Just yeah. sounds a little, mm, I don't know, what's the word? Sore loser? A little bit? I mean, I understand, like, wanting to do best for your client, but when your client murdered his wife and unborn child, like... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, kind of not so, going to happen for you. So with, uh, with his death sentence overturned does he just spend his life in jail now or can he get out That's is like there any possibility it like no it's there's no possibility of parole as far as they've said so far okay that's, that's a lot of words that don't miss they okay um i'm just not doing great um but am i ever that's the real question and we know the answer um but yeah so For example, uh, Peterson's family said in a statement that they were grateful that the court, quote, recognized the injustice of Scott's death penalty and that, quote, for a long and difficult 18 years, we have been believed unwaveringly in Scott's innocence. So today's decision by the court is a big step towards justice, end quote. So I suppose there's a possibility that they could push for a lighter sentence. I don't think he's going to get it. No. But clearly, based on that statement, it's on some people's minds. Yeah. But not in a good way. Huh. But interestingly, Amber Fry also issued a statement through her attorney, Gloria Allred, to ABC News. And she said that she was, quote, relieved that the court didn't reverse Peterson's convictions And as for seeking the death penalty again, she said, quote, the district attorney should consult with Lacey's family and honor their decision, end quote. That's good to say as the person who, like, this is not really about. Well, and also who, not that she caused it. No, obviously not. It's not her fault. But but. she definitely 
unintentionally played a role where like what else are you gonna say yeah like no shit amber yes that's what they should do but but she she's also grown up a lot since the case yes that's what i was gonna say we can't hate on her she's done she's done a lot and she didn't even google whether or not she could get a book deal based on her situation so i mean more power to her yeah yeah that we know of but i'm gonna go with it but yeah, so that's the update on Scott Peterson's case. And hopefully, I'd like to say there won't be another one. But hopefully, if there is, it'll be good news. Yeah. <laughs> for us. For yeah. Lacey and Connor and their family. Yeah. But yeah. Um, my next update is one that I don't know if a lot of people will know about this case. But it seems like crazy fate because I just watched like a, a 60 minutes or, or one of those things about um, this case. Mm-hmm. And like a couple months later, uh, this story came out and I was like, oh shit, I remember just hearing about this. Love that. So um, Yasser Abdel Saeed was captured. Yes. And if that name does not ring a bell for, me, for you, um, I got this information from the FBI's website, so direct Ooh. from the source, yeah. Hell yeah! Uh, it was dated August 26, 2020. So, Yasser Abdel uh, Saeed, a capital murder suspect wanted in connection with the homicide of his two teenage daughters, Amina and Sarah, was taken into custody without incident on August 26, 2020, in Justin, Texas, by the <laughs> FBI's Dallas field office. Where did, was, where did he get taken into custody? Yeah, Justin, Texas. Justin, Texas. <laughs> Justin as in the name Texas. Yes, but like... Oh. Justin, Texas. So, How many, somebody was so sick of Texas. Yeah, when they there's named. postcards. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, but Saeed was placed on the FBI's 10 most wanted fugitives list on December 4th, 2014. So it's he's been, been wanted for a while. Yeah. Um, Said good at hide and seek for a while. Yeah. Um, in the stuff that I've seen, I, I, uh, got this information like pretty recently after he was caught. So Mm -hmm. I didn't see if, um, there was any new information on what he was doing during this whole time, where he was, who he was Mm -hmm. with, like any information on that, but I'm sure that'll come out, um, once there's like a trial or something. Yeah. Um, but Said is currently in federal custody and will soon be transferred to, uh, Dallas County, which might have already happened at this point. Yeah. Um, FBI Dallas special agent in charge, Matthew DeSarno said, quote, the FBI led Dallas violent crimes task force force has worked tirelessly to find Yasser Abdel Said. Uh, These experienced investigators never gave up on their quest to find him and pledged to never forget the young victims in this case. Saeed was placed on the 10 most wanted fugitives list nearly six years ago for the heinous acts he committed against his daughters. His capture and arrest bring us one step closer to justice for Amina and Sarah. We want to thank our partners at the Irving Police Department for working with, uh, with us to apprehend this dangerous individual, end quote. Um... Yeah, I'll I'll get to in a second like what like the general gist of what this guy did if you mm. still don't know. Um, but I do want to do like a full episode on him, so I'm not going to like get into like the gritty details. But uh, TLDR, he sucks. 
Yes. Um, Heinous bitch yeah. is what the people have been saying. <laughs> so Irving Police Chief Jim Spivey said, quote, on January 1st, 2008, the Irving Police Department opened a murder investigation after two young girls were found shot to death. Since that night, the members of the Irving Police Department and our partners with the Dallas FBI have tirelessly pursued justice for Amina and Sarah. Even after 12 years of frustration and dead ends, the pursuit for their killer never ceased. Today's arrest of their father, Yasser Saeed, uh, brings us closer to ensuring justice is served on their behalf. End quote. And basically, uh, Saeed took his daughters, Amina, who was 18, and Sarah, who was 17, for a ride in his taxi cab. He was a taxi cab driver mm-hmm. on January 1st, 2008, under the guise of taking them out for something to eat. Um, he drove them to Irving, Texas, where he allegedly shot both girls inside the taxi, taxi cab, and they both died of multiple gunshot wounds. Yeah. It's the general gist of what happened. But yeah. the, the whole story is a wild ride. So if you don't want to wait, look up I some information on that. But um, yeah, I will be talking about this scumbag more in more detail i miss anyway. elliot what <laughs> i said i miss elliot why he's behind he would have joined me no <laughs> yeah oh he would have uh elliot what and I is are great we each your other next wrong. update my next update is one that people have definitely heard about at least in passing because it's kind of a big one i think we posted about it on the facebook possibly Probably, definitely yeah yeah um but it is the updates on the madeline mccann case Ooh, yeah which all these updates on like cases we've talked about like the scott peterson and madeline mccann it's crazy caitlin's yawning oh my god she's i I don't know why i don't know what's (laughs) wrong with me guys i ladies and and gentlemen and everyone in between um but yeah so this is not a yawn-worthy case, I promise. Though I no, will say... There's twists not, and turns. Like, there's twists and turns. The ending is not necessarily super satisfying, but it's also not completely yeah. the end. So, hopping right in. So, back in, like, early June, prosecutors announced that they, quote, assume the girl is dead, end quote, which is just so sensitive. And yeah. they basically said that they would just basically keep looking for evidence as to what happened Mm -hmm. to her um to get her family some answers the sad thing is her parents are steadfast they were like no she's alive no no she's still living no yeah that's not it well you gotta hold on to that heartbreaking yeah so but then After that, police found a potential link between Maddie's disappearance and that of a five-year-old girl named Inga in Germany in 2015, according to prosecutors in Braunschweig, Germany. Um, They said that they told CNN that they had evidence that a man who is currently imprisoned for an unrelated crime had killed Maddie, but that they didn't have enough proof to charge him. And so that man was later identified as Christian Bruckner, and he was discovered to have lived in the region where Maddie's family was staying from 1995 to 2007. That's where he, that's when he lived there, not how long Maddie's family stayed there, but, uh-huh. you know. Um, and even at one point, he was living in a house in, Bri- in Praia de Luz, which is the town, the resort town from which Maddie disappeared. 
Then, on July 13th, Portuguese authorities began conducting searches in three wells about 15 minutes away from the resort where Maddie disappeared. Um, a local law enforcement source confirmed to CNN that the searches were related to the investigation, but as far as they knew, no information had been discovered. And the Portuguese Judicial Police, or the PJ, officers from the National Guard, or the GNR, had at least one diver. They did it, and at least one diver from the police, from the fire department, were involved in these searches. So they were straight uh-huh. up diving, according to witnesses. Um, and about two weeks later, authorities in Germany began searching a garden area near the city of Hanover, and... Uh, that's according to a spokeswoman for the state prosecutor in Braunschweig named Julia Meyer. That's what she told CNN. And they were seen using dogs, digging up the area and pitching a tent over the plot as they kept digging deeper into the ground. Which ended up being semi-fruitful. Because on July 29th, they found a hidden cellar at what has since been identified as Bruckner's former home. That's where the garden is. It's never and good when you find a hidden cellar. I don't think there's anything ever good in a hidden cellar. Not fam. So, and also, how hidden, you ask? They had to dig a hole 15 meters wide, according wow. to Sky News. Yeah, that's that's a fucking lot of meters. It I'm is. a stupid American, so I can't tell you the conversion, but it's Michael sure wide. could if he didn't retreat to his office. Um, so at this point... Prosecutors were also able to link Bruckner to a Volkswagen camper van that was seen in the Algarve region of Portugal in 2007. And he was believed to have been at the resort on the day Maddie was taken. Phone records linked him to the area on the day she disappeared. And he was also linked to a series of 25 break-ins at the resort. Well, he sounds like a real piece of work. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, now, I didn't include this, but Homeboy also doodles his cell and things like that and gives it to the press to show, like, how sad his situation is. And, like, Wait. for example, he has petitioned the prison several times to get more, like, outdoor time because he's like, I don't have room to exercise. And I'm like, yeah, well, you don't have room to exercise because they found out that you've hurt another fucking little girl, possibly. And they had to put him in... Not solitary, like not in the shoe, but they had to alone, like away. Yeah, they from, had to keep him yeah. alone, so no one would fucking shank his ass. Yeah. So like, yeah, you did this to yourself, motherfucker. And also, not for anything. He's in there. He's in jail right now for, among other things, the rape of an elderly woman. So Jesus Christ, yeah, dude, fuck him. Either way, whether he's involved in this or not, like, not a great guy. Um, but. Yeah. So according to Sky News, law enforcement theorized at that time that Bruckner kidnapped Maddie, drove her back to Germany with him, which would have taken over 24 hours, and mm-hmm. then either killed her or did whatever there. Yeah. Um, but also a report in Portugal suggested that an employee at the resort watched the McCann's, passed information on to Bruckner so he could break into their apartment, like basically like you know, like monitoring their comings and goings. Yeah, yeah. And apparently the employee allegedly would brag to his friends that he was, quote, making thousands 
from robbing rooms at the resort. And a receptionist reportedly confirmed that the McCann's dinner reservation was available for everyone to see in a staff register. That makes sense. Yep. So the report also claimed that the police had identified the worker who tipped off Bruckner and that that employee had Bruckner's cell phone number in his phone. And there was also some like bit like maybe a separate employee had told him when they were at dinner or not when they were at dinner, but like, hey, they always go to this one restaurant for dinner. Yeah. And like they like they had been there for a while and they were with friends and they had the the kind of same schedule that like, okay, this person's Mm going to go check on everybody. Then this person's going to go. So like that's not hard, especially for the staff who have to see this all the time. Like it's not hard for them to figure out this pattern. No, not at all. But, you know, you would, I don't know, maybe trust them. But now I can't go to a hotel or a resort or anything ever again. Well, you got to vary up your my, shit. I was going to say, without changing up my, my day-to-day. I um, think about that all the time because, like, I, I walk to work in the mornings mm-hmm. the same time every single, t- every single day, the same route. Like, yep. it would be so easy to steal me. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> why wouldn't they? Look at you. You're so precious. But, yeah, so this is all a lot of progress, um, especially since the case has pretty much been cold for so many years. However, on September 13th, a source told The Sun, quote, in the first few days after Christian... Oh, it wasn't a source. What? Real-time research. Yeah, I know, right? No, it was a source. <laughs> I, so it's very similar to another quote I'm going to mention in a minute. And I was like, no, I know who that is. But no, this is actually just a source. Okay. And they told the son, quote, in the first few days after Christian B's name was released, they were receiving hundreds of news leads a week. But in recent weeks, they have dried up and there is concern that they really need to increase the amount of intelligence they have coming in, end quote. And basically for Christian B, his name is Christian Bruckner. They call him Christian B in media to try to like keep his identity kind of a secret however his name was already revealed in the media which is why they had to put him in solitary in the first place yeah it's fucking 2020 guys nothing's really a secret anymore nope not at all so then on september 19th german prosecutor hans christian wolters very close to hans Hans christian Christian yeah i'm like is this like a thing (laughs) author of the snow queen yeah like i'm like is that like Americans naming their kid fucking like John Abraham Wayne Lincoln Smith. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um so he admitted that there was still no quote smoking gun evidence to convict Bruckner. However, he did insist in an interview on Portuguese state broadcaster RTP that he still strongly believed Bruckner was responsible and said, quote all I can say is this is like a puzzle, and there are many pieces that lead us to believe Christian B is responsible. One of the pieces is the signal from the mobile phone he was using at the time Mal and McCann disappeared, and has been shown to have been in the area of the Ocean Club Resort where she was staying. End quote. Walters also confirmed that Maddie is most likely not alive, saying, quote, everything we have points to her being dead. We have no margin of maneuver. End quote. But whether Bruckner is or is not responsible, he did hire a legal team last week, six days ago. And from the UK, they're supposed to be good. 
And I'm like, what you what you hire in a legal team for, Christian? Well, Christian obviously, B. I mean, not defending him or anything, but like, obviously, there's a lot of heat around this case. I know, but let me have this. I know. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, so hopefully, I mean, obviously, based on what we're hearing, it's not going to be a completely happy ending no matter what. But I sincerely hope that it. That at least, at the very least, the McCanns will get some closure. Yeah, closure at least. Like, I don't think the chances of her being alive are very high. No. But, um... Especially, oh, I should also mention, Christian Bruckner is refusing to talk. I Whether bet. he's innocent or not, he's refusing to talk. That seems a little guilty to me. That's what I was going to say. Because, like, I can understand, like, I had a professor in college who was a lawyer and the first thing he said, what like, first day of class, he was like, I'm a lawyer. If one of you kids ever find yourself arrested, don't say a thing, and you call me. And he passed out his, his business cards. Jeez. <laughs> I've never needed to use it. But... Thank God. Yes. Yet. Um, and I don't have the business cards, so if I do, I am fucked. But yeah, so I can understand how... He would say, don't talk to the police either way. I can understand that. But in this particular case, he is already in prison. And also yeah. he's been convicted or not convicted, but it's been proven that multiple times. I don't remember whether or not he was convicted. That's why I'm not going to say one way or the other. But um, he has assaulted multiple children. Yeah. He has a history this of it. Is, yeah, this is like a pattern now. Yes. Like all of the all of like the British, like not rags, but you know, like it, the, the BBC not, isn't saying this, for example. Yeah, not the most like reputable sources. Yes. Ever since he's been identified, they don't refer to him as the suspect. They just refer to him as the pedophile. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, not really helping. Not really innocent until proven guilty. This is something Scott Peterson would have gotten very upset about. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, I just I, I feel like what like what else are they going to do to you? Like, yeah, they'll extend your sentence, but you're already in pretty deep, my dude. Yeah, it's not like a case of, oh, I can get out of jail or or I can go to jail or I can be out free. Like, you're in jail already. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you're walking away from this. No! Anyway. And also, if if he's complained about how his, like, the media all knows his name and that they, like, put his identity in the press and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, that's all the more reason to work with the police and show them that you didn't do it so that then the media can say, oops. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a big oops, but... That's quite an oops. Yeah, it's a bit of an oops. Um, people have died for less, but he's in solitary. He's good. Yeah. But yeah, so that's all the updates I have for now on Maddie McCann. Um, well, I'm sure we'll be hearing more and more about oh, that yes. as like the case evolves. Um, but my next one is a little more lighthearted, and uh, it's about the annabelle doll going missing i love this and i've mentioned i think before that my hometown is one town over from annabelle i grew up 20 minutes from her yeah and when i tell you that people are shitting over there 
<laughs> well, it gets less exciting as like the news kind of progressed. But oh yeah, um, this was from the article on Alt Press, dated August seventeenth, twenty twenty. And so basically, what happened was on August fourteenth, uh, Twitter users feared that the infamously haunted doll mysteriously escaped from the Warrens Museum. The rumors began. Uh, due to recent Hollywood Reporter interview with British actress Annabelle Wallace. So I didn't understand where this was coming from, and I had to, like, dig a little bit. Mm -hmm. But during the interview, Wallace talked about how she was able to get um, her co-star, Tom Cruise, um, on The Mummy to run on camera. Yeah, right? A little popular. Yeah. Emphasis Um, on little. (laughs) Five, four. (laughs) okay moving on (laughs) according to a youtube video the story got changed to annabelle escaped when translated into chinese and that started the hoax that's fucking hilarious that's literally how like the babadook became a gay icon because it was accidentally filed under lgbt movies in netflix like but yeah i will say some of my friends insist that the babadook was always gay and we didn't need netflix to point it out to us well, I mean, we could do a whole episode on the Babadook, and oh, we probably will. We probably will, yeah. Um, so, uh, someone reportedly updated the Annabelle Dolls Wikipedia page with information regarding the escape. This further caused people to believe that the haunted doll had mysteriously disappeared. Yes, this is when people in my home area started to shit. Yeah, well... A few days later, Tony Spira, who is the son-in-law of Ed and Lorraine Warren and, and the current owner, yeah, current owner of the Warrens Museum, released a video confirming that the doll did not escape. In the video, Spira shows the infamous doll still locked in its secure box, saying, quote, Annabelle's alive. Well, I shouldn't say alive. Annabelle's in here in all of her infamous glory. She never left the museum. Let's put the rumors to rest, guys. I appreciate all of your concern. Uh, I'd be concerned if Annabelle really did leave uh, because she's nothing to play with, end quote. I mean, and that is his only saving grace, honestly, is that little sentence at the end. Because throughout that entire quote, I'm just sitting there going, how has she not kicked his ass yet? Yeah. And that's how he acknowledges her power. And that can go for those listening. That can take you very far with a woman is if you just acknowledge her power. All right. Haley, I acknowledge your power. Thank you. I love you. See, I'm good for another six years. All right, moving on. Uh, well, Spear also says that the museum has a high-tech security system, so he would know right away if Annabelle had escaped or, more likely, if someone had broken in and tried to steal her. This is Connecticut. It's probably a ring camera, but anyway. Hey, rings work. Rings work, <laughs> but would you say it's, like, super-duper high-tech, like, it, Annabelle level? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not... A- <laughs> technologically Send the most savvy ring person. so she can figure it out <laughs> yeah right um so in a vice article dated august 19th 2020 uh cat blowers and arizonian who investigates haunted items and safely rehomes haunted dolls through her etsy shop says that oh. um it wouldn't be good if annabelle were to have escaped yeah well no shit cat she said depending on how well the containment is uh that being the protective case which i hear is pretty strong i think annabelle would uh go back to doing the exact type of hauntings that she had been confirmed doing in the past 
she has been given so much attention from the living world and she would be stronger than she was the last time that she was active. End quote. Uh, Blowers said that Annabelle could try to find a weak soul like a child or someone who is otherwise not strong enough to fight off her energy and would start this whole terrifying process over again. Yeah, so like a white and boy from Greenwich, Connecticut. In the Vice article, they said, on the bright side, on the bright slash dark side, the script for Annabelle 4 would write itself. Yeah. So, way to go, Vice. I um, love I love them. I love them. Yeah. Uh, but according to Blowers, all of the doll, all of this doll chat has the potential to make things even worse in the event that she was ever released from her protective case. Oh, yeah. She said, quote, some spirited items go dormant, but I don't think Annabelle ever will. We are feeding her with every article, every glance. Every time we type her name, she is getting that energy, and she will never stop feeding off of that. End yeah, point. Homegirl is like the undead Marilyn Monroe. Everyone knows who she is. I Hopefully nobody thinks she's as hot, but... No, she's like a Raggedy Ann doll. She's a Raggedy Ann doll, yeah. She doesn't, she's not nearly as creepy looking in the movie, but she's also a much formidable force in real life yeah so you you win some you lose some yeah Take so a penny, that's leave that a penny. <laughs> that's our like main uh true crime updates we also just have like some little snippets um first things first uh if you I'm liked realist. the first half of the netflix unsolved mysteries reboot um just so you know Second half comes out on October 16th, in the U.S. at least. Yes. I don't know if that's international, but... Sorry. October 16th, I will be super excited to watch the rest of them. I mm -hmm. binged them all in, like, one sitting. I enjoyed it. That's yeah. all. Like, I I just... it it I absorbed it. I don't remember how long it took me. Also, time is not real in quarantine, so... That's true. Yeah. I forgot how much i get frustrated by unsolved cases mm. while watching it that i was like oh, there's, no, there's no updates like nothing right. happened <laughs> yeah so that's why this episode is very soothing because like now there's there's updates coming there's closure coming like yeah. it's good there's some happy endings yeah and uh another update as we were talking about like strategizing what to include for this episode mm -hmm. carol baskins was cast on dancing with the stars oh, but since God. then she is now no longer on dancing with the stars yep she and got if anybody off. watched her pasa doble in the beginning she danced to, like eye of the tiger right she danced to eye of the tiger in full animal print and she also arrived with a flower crown for her dancer one on her head too, but he yeah. got one. He got one of his own that she made herself. What uh, um, network is Dancing with the Stars on? I think ABC. It seems in bad taste, ABC. Yeah, but ABC's not too worried about bad taste in terms of Dancing with the Stars because they also gave Tom Bergeron and Aaron Andrews like five minutes notice before they axed him for Tyra Banks and announced it to the world via Twitter. Well. All yeah. right, then. Yeah, because uh, I will say the funny thing, Carol Baskin was fucking bad, okay? They gave her, like, mercy fours. Yeah, I didn't think she was going to be good. I don't think no. anyone thought she was going to be good. Yeah, but she was bad, 
the takeaway from the episode was people were saying, can they vote Tyra Banks off the show? <laughs> Great. <laughs> so that just says how everybody's feeling about that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, the Lizzie Borden house mm-hmm. is for sale. Mm-hmm. That's a little update. Yep. So go buy that haunted shit. Axe wielders need not apply. Um, Mark David Chapman was denied parole for the 11th time. Yep. You would think he'd learn by now, but... Mm-mm. Yeah, you can listen to our episode about Mark David Chapman and all of his scumbagginess in, yep. I think it's like episode three. I believe it's episode three, yeah. Yeah. Um, Two TV show stars, well, people <sighs> two on TV. stars. Netflix stars. Yeah. That 70s show was not Netflix, was it? No, but he was on the ranch and then Ashton Kutcher fired his ass after all of this shit came to life. Who are we talking about? Danny Masterson. Danny Masterson. Yeah, and the guy from Cheer, Jerry Harris. Harris, yes. Uh, Jerry Harris is going to remain in jail after uh, getting arrested for child porn. (laughs) Yep, and he just just had his, um, (sighs) what do you call it? his hearing like a week ago yeah it just happened but for those who don't know basically two 14 year old boys have filed a lawsuit against him saying that he he harassed them in person and online for over a year by the when they were 13 and he was 19 but he also what initially got him in trouble was that he admitted to, well, not by choice, but exchanging sexually explicit photos on Snapchat with around 10 to 15 minors and Mm. also had sex with a 15-year-old at a cheerleading competition in 2019, making him about 20. And, yep, also paying a 17-year-old to send him nudes. Yum. Like, that's not cute, no. but also 17 and 20 isn't that crazy of an age difference. 17 and 20 is not that crazy, but the it's fact not that good he went at that younger time. is not yeah. comforting. Yeah, it's not good at this time. Like, wait a year or two, and then, like, maybe you can try to pursue that, but, like... Yeah, because that's ugh. the thing. Like, 17 and 20, yes, it's a three-year age gap, but... It's a larger age gap in terms of maturity. 17-year-olds and 20-year-olds, like, completely different universes. Like, when you're 20, you are much more worldly, hopefully. You are much more, I don't want to say jaded, but you know what I mean? Like, 17-year-olds are much more easily taken advantage of by a 20-year-old than, say, like, a 30-year-old by a 33-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. So fuck that guy. Yeah, but then uh, Danny Masterson went to court for a rape case. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, multiple in recent rape news. cases. Oh, multiple I women know. from like I think like the early two thousands, like two thousand one to two thousand three. And they're saying he could get up to forty five years in prison. <laughs> yeah. All right. So. Needless to say, I don't think that that 70s show reunion will be happening. Probably not. Despite the fact that Kelso and Jackie live together and are married with children. 
Mm-hmm. Um, don't know why I put live together first, but that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, and I mean, not for anything. Danny Masterson is a Scientologist, and apparently that plays a role in that the Church Ooh. of Scientology also helped or tried to help cover this up. I believe it. I believe it. Like, where the fuck is Shelley Miscavige? Like, yeah, I'm sorry. But yeah, but this is just another um, byproduct of the Me Too movement, because yeah, that's when these women came out and said that. Um and at that point is when Ashton Kutcher was like, bye. And yeah, Danny Masterson sense. was replaced on the ranch. Yeah, cover your ass. Yeah. Well, not even cover your ass. Ashton Kutcher has spent like a ton of money. He has an organization that helps stop sex trafficking among young mm-hmm. girls. So I feel like this would hit a little home, close to home for him. Yeah. From that perspective. Yeah, that makes um, sense. But yeah. Yeah. And shockingly, Danny Masterson is still sitting there going, oh, I'm shocked. I don't know anything about this. And I'm like, my dude, your dick was in the room. So, yeah, don't know much about that. (sighs) And then just the last one, even though it's the most frustrating, Hmm. is the updates or lack thereof on the Breonna Taylor case. Yep. Yep. Just fucking... Though I will say, um, I just read something the other day, and let me see if I can find it. Again, research IRL. Yep. So a grand juror that was investigating the Breonna Taylor case filed, I believe, yesterday afternoon? Hang on. Let me check the date here. Yeah, yesterday afternoon. Yesterday being when? Oh, fuck. Um, What day is today, Haley? Quick. The 29th, so September 28th, the afternoon of September 28th, Monday, Uh um, filed a motion that basically says that the attorney general screwed over Breonna Taylor, her family, like all the people who have been fighting for her, for justice for her. And the grand juror said that he wants everything released. Okay. So, can't imagine... He's not going to get what he wants, but maybe, possibly, hopefully, this won't be the last we hear about Breonna Taylor getting justice. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. With all of the, the outrage, I don't think, like, no one's going to let this slide because oh, it is no. so, it's so obvious what happened. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I'm hating all of the people commenting. Um, she put herself in that situation because she was dating a boyfriend who was a drug dealer. No. Whether or not, yes, but whether or not he's a drug dealer, that's not on her. She is not putting herself in that situation. No, she was, she at, woke she was sleeping up in at her home. home. Yeah. And I'm sorry, when somebody wakes up in the middle of the night to someone in their home, what are you going to do? Sit there and play dead? Yeah, I mean, I will because I'm a little bitch, but... When you're, like, rocked out of sleep that quickly, your mind isn't thinking, like, oh, who is this? Let me let me figure out what the situation is. Your, yeah, yeah. your initial reaction is react, do yeah. something. Yeah, you shoot the so, fuck up. Like, don't wake daddy. And, it, and I do have a friend who also is... She has a permit to carry. And she even said... 
if somebody was in my home, I didn't know who they were, did not give them permission or reason to be there, of course I would open, like, I would, I would get out my gun. Isn't Brianna that Taylor like didn't even have her gun out. She didn't, I don't remember whether or not she had one. Her boyfriend was the one who had his gun. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, but also, like, isn't that why a lot of people get guns in the first place? Exactly. Is to protect you and your family when you are home, like, mm-hmm. from in home invasion. That's I'm going to tell you, argument. like, I've, I've said it. I've said it on the podcast before. One of my greatest fears is like home invasion, like the strangers, mm-hmm. like somebody mm-hmm. is in your house, like uh, the babysitter and the the murderer upstairs, like the calls coming from inside the house. It's yep. one of the fucking most terrifying things I could possibly imagine. Yeah. So if somebody is in my fucking house, yeah. you better believe I am going out kicking and scratching. Oh, see, that's what makes you so much better than me. Because, for example, there will be times where Michael will be home and I'll have thought that he's not home for whatever reason. And I'll see there's him. There's just a fuzzy man in your Yeah, there's just a, a fuzzy man in my house. There's a fuzzy lumberjack. Um, no, I won't realize that it's him at first. All I do is fucking jump and put my hands in front of my face. That's it. I'm trained in Krav Maga, and that's the shit that I'm going to do when it comes to fight or flight. Well, I wasted a fuck ton of money. It's fight, flight, or just hand yourself yourself. over. (laughs) Or that. Yeah. That's what what you would pick. Probably. More likely than not. Thankfully, a lot of these times have been right when I'm coming out of the bathroom, so I'm good. Great. I mean, that's the the psycho fear. Yep, I get to keep my dignity. Stabbed in in the shower. Oh, hell yeah. Are yeah. you kidding me? I keep the shower door closed. I keep it locked. And we've got a drawer. I don't know if I should be saying this now that can open up in front of the door. So I have multiple barriers. Just I don't in go case. that crazy. Oh, I do. Well, I do because I don't I think I've told this story before. But in my first apartment, the cats were able to get up on the kitchen table and they would play with the light switch. Because right. who the fuck doesn't want to play with a light switch? Yeah. And we were we were in an okay neighborhood, but it was still New Haven, Connecticut. So not ideal. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one time there had also been some men outside our apartment door. And I happened to have all of the lights out because depression. And that also they kept knocking on the door and ringing our bell and because i was so depressed i couldn't bring myself to even get up and answer it but i could hear them and they started out ringing the doorbell then they started like knocking then they started slamming on the door at which point Mm. one dude said she's normally home at this time that's so fucking terrifying i hate it absolutely and i was right by the door the walls were paper thin we paid 900 a month you can't tell me that those walls were thick and absolutely not so this is after that happened and i was actually like in the process of texting back and forth with a friend who had just moved a couple like towns over and i get out of the shower and the lights that i had left on in the living room and the bedroom are out Hmm. and i left them on because i was taking a shower at like eight o'clock at night yeah so I message her. I'm like, I think there's somebody in the house. I arm myself with a hairdryer and hairspray. 
Hair, she, I don't go hairspray first. I don't think hair dryer is really doing anything. I don't understand my logic. I really don't. She has me put her on FaceTime, though, so that she can be a witness if I get fucking shanked. That's, That's not idea. exactly the brightest either. I'm like, you're in, you're in fucking Norwalk. Drive to me. Michael was working in New York at the time. So I texted him and I was like, you need to be home five minutes ago. Like, there is someone in the apartment. I am not coming out of here. I like I and of course it was the one time where like I knew I was home alone. So like I left my clothes in the bedroom, which was not connected to the bathroom. So I was like, I'm yeah. gonna die in a goddamn towel. And let me Never tell let you. Never let him find you naked. Yeah, but also depression body was not how I wanted to be found. And straight up. So I so he's flying home. Finally I get up the nerve to go out there, and that's when I find out that the cats were playing with the light switch. And had turned it off because I came out hairdryer and my friend in one hand, spray in the other. One was trying to turn the light back on because they had been flipping it on and off, I guess, and couldn't get it back on. Mm-hmm. And the reason the bedroom light was out was because the other one somehow shut the door behind himself and then closed it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So... I can't, I mean, granted, I didn't have a gun, but also a hairdryer looks like a gun. It does. But also I'm white. In a shadow. Yeah, in the dark. Yeah. Yeah, and also I'm white. So, odds are I would have been okay, but. Yeah, it would have been I mean, I still, I'm still okay. I was okay. The cats got fucking yelled at, but. I'm okay. Michael broke some traffic laws, but he didn't get caught, so he's okay. My friend was probably still pissing herself laughing to this day, so she's okay. But yeah. Fun times. Yeah, that was a fun tangent. Sorry about well, that. Well, it's all right, because we're done for today and this week. Yep. I broke the podcast. That's it. We're done. <laughs> it's all right. We got some very spooky things Ooh, happening like next week and in the coming weeks. And you should keep a lookout for them. All of October, two episodes a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yeet. Yeah. So you know the drill. Go to the website, crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. That is the podcast. And you can email us at crimeculturepod at gmail.com. That is the Gmail. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And Patreon. And Patreon. But not LinkedIn. But not LinkedIn. Please stop asking. Join the Patreon. No one's asking about LinkedIn. But ask about the Patreon. Yep. Yeah, we got some shit. Um, but yeah, that's it. So without further ado, we will see you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, this time we can say it. Yeah. Don't think I've forgotten in the year that has passed what you did to me last year. So...